need to pray for the people in Israel. 93.3 and AM 560. It's a defining moment for all of us. KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back to KWTO. We're going to be with you for the next two hours, joined by Joe Cannon all day today. Welcome back. Thank you. Happy to be here. Garrett behind the producer's microphone. We've got a big show for you today. We're going to jump right into it. I did want to mention we're in the middle of a food drive over at the East uh, Price uh, Price Cutters on East Battlefield, so we'll check in with Don Luzader from time to time on that. But first, we're going to jump right into it because we've got two very special guests in studio right now. Tom Strong, an attorney here in town in Daryl Heeman. Gentlemen, welcome both of you to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. to be here. Now, you all are here to talk about Missourians improving higher education for those of you who don't know, Darren, you work for um, uh, Wells Fargo, and Tom, you probably need no introduction. Tom Strong of the Strong Law Firm, one of the legends of the legal community here in Springfield, Missouri, but we're not here to talk about investing or the law. We're here to talk about higher education. Tell us about Missourians for Improving Higher Education. Uh, Missourians for Improving Higher Education, M-I-H-E, means just what it stands for. It is a law that we're trying to pass in the Missouri legislature. We filed it for the first year in 2023, this year, and we're filing it. We pre-filed it in um, the 2024 session, and uh, it is to repeal an existing law that is very, very unfair to um, uh, students in Missouri. it, this law is not against any university in the state. In particular, it is not against the University of Missouri. The law that we're trying to pass does not restrict any any uh, program that Missouri University wants to offer. But all it does is to broaden so that other universities can offer some of the programs that are prohibited by law. Uh, for example, the law does not permit any university except MU to offer Ph.D. degrees. We are the only state in the union, perhaps with the exception of California, that has this legal restriction. In California, of course, there are many tax-supported universities that offer Ph.D. degrees. In Missouri, this oppressive law gives a monopoly to MU. No one else can offer Ph.D. degrees. Now, all many of our surrounding neighbors have small schools or bigger schools that offer PhDs. Northwest Oklahoma State University, with an enrollment of about 1,800, can offer a PhD degree. Emporia, Kansas, offers PhD degrees. Central Arkansas, Arkansas State, offer PhD degrees. Uh, Southern Illinois, Edwardsville and Southern Illinois, in um, uh, Carbondale, offer Ph.D. degrees. Uh, no Missouri tax-supported school can do that except you. So that's one half of what we're trying to repeal. The other half is there are 10 
specified programs that no one except MU can offer. Um, those are, if you don't mind me naming them, dentistry, law, medicine, optometry, pharmacy, veterinary medicine, uh, chiropractic, osteopathic medicine, podiatry, and engineering. None of these can be offered. Some of them can be offered in collaboration with MU, but that just means that MU has a program in someone else's university and MU uh, gives a degree. So that's a, an overview on what we're trying to do. It's a really fascinating uh, backstory on all this. If, for those of, of the listeners who don't know this, because a lot of people have no idea. They don't know that they can't go to Missouri State and, and, and get an engineering PhD, whatever it might be. And they may just think, well, Missouri State, they just don't have the resources to build a law school or a med school. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But right now, in the law of Missouri, they ban all other taxpayer-funded institutions from offering these types of programs. Tom, I know you are a law grad of Mizzou. What prompted you to take this cause up? Uh, because it's the right thing to do. I'm a very proud graduate of the University of Missouri School of Law. And uh, because of that pride, I've made a gener generous donation to... Uh, the law school, there's a room in the law school with my name on it. My daughter has two degrees from MU. This is not anti-MU. This is for the students and the economy of Missouri. Because right now, students in Missouri are going across the river to southern Illinois or, or uh, into Kansas or Oklahoma or Arkansas, and they aren't coming back. Once they get their degrees, many of them are staying away from Missouri. We are losing talent and money when they, uh, when these students go spend their money for their education in another state, pay their tuition in another state and don't come back. So we lose their expertise and their profession or trade, whatever their, uh, program was. So I love this topic because. I am a graduate of SMS. As we discussed off air, we have three people who graduated from the institution. And I grew up in Southwest Missouri, single mom. I went to school on scholarship and the FAFSA, which was the um, Pell Grants, basically. And, you know, I got a great education and I was connected to local people and ended up in Washington. But the, the thing is, it's a great institution and it, there's access to this institution that maybe, um, a lower socioeconomic class has that doesn't have um, access to Mizzou. The other thing I would say is, you know, our legislature is overwhelmingly Republican. They're, they like free market. They like competition. And they're very supportive of open enrollment for high school students, which is like this idea that you can send your kid anywhere they want to go, K through 12. You're not bound by your zip code. And yet we don't have open enrollment for college kids. And I think this is like you would think with a Republican House and Senate, this would this would be their language. Joel, uh, I, uh, you mentioned that all that there are three people here who went to Missouri State University or its predecessor in name. And that is true. And I support uh, Missouri State University. I love the university. But this bill is not for Missouri State University any more than any other university. It's not the intent, nor will it help uh, Missouri State 
any more than it will help Southeast Missouri State yes. or Truman or any of the other. This is my schools. point. It's an open enrollment for college kids. And it's it, a competition bill. And this is really a workforce issue. I mean, it really comes down to that. And this is one of the driving forces that Tom and I came together on. And if you look at what other states are doing, especially our bordering states, you know, you were talking about Arkansas and Kansas, uh, especially uh, Arkansas, who offers all these programs. And so, uh, or, or uh, Kansas, where you've got students not going to uh, Missouri Southern State University, instead opting for Pittsburgh State, where they can get certain degrees. And what's happening is they are staying in those states. They're getting hired in those states. Uh, they're getting the tuition, and then they're staying, and they're they're being employed there. So to me, it is a no-brainer. It seems like if if we could let other universities in Missouri offer the same programs that our bordering states are offering, we could then keep those students here. And, and as you guys know, workforce is a major problem right now in the state. You mentioned this. Uh, we, we talked about this uh, before we were on the air. But in southeast Missouri, just 30 minutes from, from, from the schools down there, you've got engineering schools, law schools, whatever it might be. Um, and so people are crossing the river, going over to southern Illinois so they can get an engineering degree, they can get a law degree. They're not staying in southeast Missouri because we have this prohibition. That, that is exactly correct. right. Point well made. That's correct. And then they're getting hired and staying there. So what do you think seems to be the block in the legislature? Because, you know, the point is, I think Republicans who have a supermajority um, would say, yeah, we like oh, we like competition and we want the workforce to stay here. For, for a reason that I don't understand, uh, Missouri University is opposing this bill. Uh, and uh, we had a hearing in the House of Representatives in the 2023 session. The chancellor from MU testified at that hearing. He made only one point. The point that he made was it would cost too much for other universities to offer programs that MU offers. And that is a nonsense argument. In the first place, um, many of these programs already have, uh, universities have already the financing and the faculty and the space to offer these programs. Secondly, if someone, uh, MU can have a capital campaign to sponsor its whatever program, engineering program. But no one else can because it is not allowed by law. So you can't raise money for a program. Uh, a president of one of the universities told me, I'd make, I have uh, money in my budget that I could divert for this new program if the law allowed it. But we need it, but we can't have it. It's just, uh, it just makes no sense. Uh, so that's the situation. Very antiquated. And I don't think it's hard to figure out. Listen, if I was, if I was, and I'm a graduate of the University of Missouri, but if I was running the University of Missouri, I would love if I had a monopoly on these programs. Who wouldn't want to have that? I get why they're going to oppose it. But I think the interesting thing and the thing that the legislature needs to keep in mind is you've got one university that says we want to keep a monopolistic hold on each of these programs. You've got a host of other universities and a host of other students that want the opportunity to participate in these programs. And as you mentioned, if we are the only state or one of only two states in the country that have this prohibition, it's clear that other states have moved beyond it. It's high time we do the same thing. 
Amen. Uh, all right, we're, we're running out of time today for this uh, interview. I know you all are going to be working in the General Assembly. You've got Senator Lincoln Huff, who's filed the bill in the Senate, Representative Dave Griffith filing the bill in the House. Uh, I anticipate we'll probably have you all back again to talk about it as it moves through the process. Um, but as we do every day, we have to wrap up with our question of the day. Question of the day today, if you were on an airplane, the pilot dies, do you believe you could land the plane? I would die. Oh, <laughs> oh. I was waiting for one of you to say, I'm a pilot. Yeah. I, could, I could figure I'm it not, out. Not a I chance. thought you were going to say you'd sue him. This is so interesting because it, so a study was done. They asked men and women this question. Almost 50% of men said we could land the plane and only 20% of women thought they could do it. And I'm like, we were, Joelle and I were debating this on the way over and I'm like, you know, you push the, push the steering wheel in a little bit and eventually the plane goes down. Like, we well, can figure it out. It's like, no way, you would die, 100% you would die. Yeah, yeah. See the ground too late. There would be no way, and, and also the people on the plane would not want me you know, taking, <laughs> taking over the controls. So. Gentlemen, we really appreciate you joining us today. We're going to end the interview by going live to Don Luzader, who's over at the Price Cutters, as we're doing our Ozarks Food Harvest Food Drive. Garrett, is Don ready to join us? He should be, I believe. I'm going to play a little intro music for him, and then we should be good to go. Perfect. It's time for another update from the KWTL Price Cutter Holiday Food Drive for Ozarks Food Harvest. I am ready to go, and we're ready to collect some donations over the next hour and a half or so for Ozarks Food Harvest. We've been out here since 6 o'clock this morning, Elijah. Do you feel sorry for us being out here in the cold since 6 o'clock this morning or not? I don't feel sorry at all. I did see a picture of <laughs> Alex Bryant. He was in gloves and a hat. Yes. He looked like he was ready to go. Uh, And I I actually almost said, hey, I'm just going to go out there just to check in on him. But, you know, the day's gotten pretty nice throughout the day. It doesn't seem like it's too bad out there. Oh, compared to 6 o'clock this morning, uh, I'm ready to break out the shorts right now. (laughs) It is really nice. The sun's shining. But, no, what it's all about is raising money and also raising uh, donations of groceries for people in our community who need the help. And the people who can give them the help much better than you or I can is Ozark's Food Harvest. They can take what money we give them, and they can really multiply that money to help people out. And to hear uh, to tell us a little bit more about this is Jordan Browning. He's the communications director for Ozark's Food Harvest. And Jordan, I mean, it's really about people helping people. We can facilitate something like this. These great listeners of ours can come out here, and they can give you these donations. And then you guys really work the magic from there to help people who need to get the food right yeah absolutely so yeah we can just take that one dollar donation and turn that into ten dollars worth of groceries for a family in need and it is so needed right now because we're serving more people than we were during the height of the pandemic so anything anyone can do would be very very much appreciated you know i see that uh and it's been several different challenges jordan uh we've had a rising cost of child care housing issues uh and food costs i mean I know how much it costs to go to the grocery store right now because I see the bill after Chris uh, orders it all and we go pick it up. I can only imagine how difficult it is for some families who just can't afford to buy as many groceries as they'd like to buy. Absolutely, yeah, and that's why we're here is so people don't have to make those trade-off choices right now to make sure that they can keep their utility bills on or that they can buy prescriptions. So that's why we're trying to take care of this food item right here right now to serve that base level of need. So someone's coming out here right now, they're doing some grocery shopping, or they're, they don't want to necessarily put food in here, they just want to give money. Uh, what are the different ways they can help us out here right now? 
Yeah, one of the best ways is if you want to bring in food here, we've got our barrel set up here, mm-hmm. or if you'd like to make a monetary donation, that's the absolute best way because we can stretch that dollar as far as it will possibly go. And if someone says, I don't have a lot of cash, but I got a check, can I, can I write a check to Ozarks Food Harvest? Will you, you're not going to turn that down? Or? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. <laughs> we will take it right now. <laughs> Good, absolutely. Jordan, thank you so much, and thank you for uh, partnering with us uh, as we really try to help people out in need this time of the year. Yeah, thank you for having me. Very good. Jordan Browning, Elijah, that's what it's all about. Had a lady come by a while ago, uh, Elijah, and said, uh, I used to be homeless. I'm not homeless anymore. I don't have much money to give. I can only give you a few dollars. And uh, we didn't have a dry eye by the time we got through taking that donation. Don, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. We'll check it back in with you in a little bit. We've got lots more to come on the show. We'll answer the question today at 440. We're going to do What the Hill uh, in the next hour and our snake draft today. We're going to pick our favorite movie bands of all time at 537. We'll be right back.